Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and this week we've got another People's Choice episode for y'all. Lindsay, what what are we doing? Pepper in, pepper in. <laughs> She's like one in a million. Yeah! <laughs> yep, this week we are going to be rebooting Pepper Ann, the uh, Disney animated series from the early, well, late 90s, early 2000s. Well, I shouldn't really say early 2000s. It started in 1997, ended in 2000. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, it, it finished up on, a decade. It aired on other Disney subsidiary channels until yeah. 2008. Yeah, reruns. Was the very first animated TV series for Disney to be created by a woman and was never released on DVD. Yeah, that sucks. The audacity. Yeah. Disney, get on releasing the DVDs. Pepper Ann and Lydia make a cameo appearance in the first House of Mouse episode. Cool. And they're the only TV characters to ever appear on House of Mouse, which huh. otherwise only used the characters from Disney's features in classic shorts and sometimes comics. Interesting. Lydia says to Pepperan, don't touch the villain, dear, after Pete falls out of the sky after being kicked out of the club. <laughs> yeah. So, this one is actually a pretty straightforward reboot where it's like, we're going to start it again, do a bit of an update, change a couple things around. But otherwise, like, for the most part, it's, you know, it holds up. Yeah. Apparently it had... A, a significant number of very special episodes. Yep. It covered topics like puberty, divorce, dating, moral ambiguity, racism, death, gender equality, and unemployment. It can deal with a whole bunch of other stuff and various subcategories of all those types of issues. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be a uh, very special episode-heavy series, but, like, we are talking about, you know, tweens and teens. Yes discovering themselves and everything that goes with it, and oh god, the acne. One of the taglines was, too cool to be 12. <laughs> it's actually a pretty straightforward premise where it's just like following a middle school girl slice of life. It isn't quite the moe, cute girls doing cute things. It's a bit more like, keep your hands off Isaacin. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It has a little bit of those vibes. Yeah. Well... Also, the guy who did all the character designs worked on Kids Next Door, or Conan Kids Next Door. Yeah, you can definitely tell that looking at these at kids. The, yeah. And yeah, Pep- Pepper Ann, personality-wise, she does, when you think about it, she does kind of remind me of Midori. <laughs> yeah. From, from Keep Your Hands Off of Aizouken. Yeah. Like, you can, you can very much picture Pepper Ann trying to focus, and then she sees the raccoon dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that can be one of the openings. Like, ooh, raccoon dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's just say that young Lindsay very much vibed with Pepper Ann because very spacey child. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I'm pretty sure I've got ADHD of some sort. It just comes with the territory. I think a lot of people in our generation have developed ADHD. Yeah. Or we're just more aware of what it means, like, what, um, more aware of symptoms, I guess? Yeah. 
Unfortunately, the boys got it the roughest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to say I have ADHD because I haven't had anything tested, but I will say that if I was diagnosed with it tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. Yep. Ugh. It just took me forever to finally figure out how to write and read. Mm-hmm. Actually, the more I think about Pepper Ann, the, the more I see some similarities to another Disney property, Princess Diaries. Oh. Now, th- there's no point where Pepper Ann suddenly finds out she's the princess of Genovia, but her <laughs> personality is also very similar to Mia Thermopolis. Yeah, I could see Mia being like this as a as a middle schooler. Spirited, quirky, <laughs> sassy, and unpredictable. Yep. And her two best friends are an overachiever and an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Milo's kind of a capital A artist. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't remember. So her friends, the overachiever is uh, Nikki and the artist yeah. is Milo. But yeah. I don't recall Nikki being an overachiever because she doesn't look like one. She looks a little bit of a hippie. Well, the thing is, she's very soft-spoken and very quiet about it. She's not like Hermione Granger, the queen of overachievers. This who, is true. Yeah. I wonder if we would keep a similar animation style if we were to reboot it as an animated series. Yeah, like I, I really like the style. Um, if anything, but it's it would really just look rough. sharper. Yeah. Yeah. All these people are made of noodles, <laughs> and I guess you can't really t- like the character designer. You can see aspects of this carrying over to Codename Kid Next Door, but yeah. I, I guess the no- the the children don't seem as noodly because they're still children and their limbs are shorter. Yes. But at the same time, we are dealing with awkward young teens. Yeah. The growth spurts are real. <laughs> Although mine stopped at about 15. That's fine. You got some good height. Yeah. And like, I work with a bunch of really short people. And I'm like, hmm, did I actually gain an inch over basic? Because I was eating <laughs> so much and exercising and I was in the sun. Unlike my current self, who is basically a... I I live in a cave. <laughs> See, here's the, you work with a bunch of shorter people, but you're friends with a bunch of taller people, so it's really yeah, hard to true. judge. Yeah. Whereas I'm I'm the bastard who forgets how tall they are, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I have so many short friends, and they're like, no, no, Tanner, you're just stupid tall. We hate you. Even then, you're not the tallest person I know. This is true. That distinction goes to um, a, a former uh, classmate of ours who measured in at six seven. Yeah. He was a tree. Crap, I even think he was taller than the Aussie Special Forces guy I met one time. Huh. Yeah, Big Dave. Which is the most Australian name I've ever heard. <laughs> Good day. I'm Big Dave. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so animation-wise, it would just be, I would say, sharper, a bit cleaner looking. What if it was in 3D? If it was in 3D, it'd look like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Should we throw that onto the list? N- no. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> that was such a weird thing that happened. I, if we ever do talk about Jimmy Neutron, we're going to have to take some time to dig up, like, information on behind the scenes stuff because apparently developing that show was a pain 
and a lot of the animators were so overworked that they just decided to hell with it. We'll just shove whatever we want in here. <laughs> I don't blame them. It looked like shit. <laughs> the, they're like, so we're, they're sitting there like, we have already been contractually picked up for 65 episodes or whatever. So, and we'll probably end after that. We already know exactly what would be paid over the course of creating the show. Let's just do whatever we want. They can't, they can't cancel us for us having characters clip directly through the house. <laughs> like, yeah, it was the 2000s and computer technology wasn't quite what it used to be. Heck, Pepper Ann, <laughs> like, it's aged very well. Except for the whole um, special episode about computers and the internet. Oh no, does she meet a stranger online? I can't remember if she met a stranger online, but there was talk about chat rooms. Hmm. And uh, they had dial-up. Oh the boy. sweet, sweet sound of dial-up. <laughs> I'm used to that sound now because at my job, I now have to send orders in. And I guess our system is so behind because instead of like just emailing information or plugging it into a computer, I have to call the hotline and then hold my ordering machine up to the phone and it sends the information via dial-up screeching. <laughs> oh my god. And then I was having issues, so one of my friends was helping me, and she's like, is that the good screeching? Like, no, this is bad screeching. And then we like, try it again with some stuff fixed, like, okay, now it's the good screeching. There's good screeching and bad screeching? Yeah, because the good screeching is like, eh, uh, eh, and the bad screeching just goes, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, so I think the problem with, you know, having special episodes about technology and all that is that no matter what, it's always going to be outdated. Yeah. So we've gone a very long time. I don't think we actually explained the, pre the premise of Pepper Ann, but also there's not much of a premise other yeah, than it's, it's Pepper Ann. It's a slice of life about a middle school girl just going through her life. Her mom is divorced. She lives with her mom. She has a younger sibling. We'll talk about Moose. Um, she's got two best friends, uh, Nikki and Milo. And she's just living her life. Like, yeah, she does have a couple school rivalries. I don't think she's ever really bullied. She's kind of just, like, kind of awkward because, like, we were all awkward at that point. Well, there's Trinket St. Blair, who's a spoiled rich girl who is mean to Pepper Ann. Yeah. But I think that's just a, a, a side effect of being rich. Yeah. And there was this one episode where she ran for student body president against another bit more bitchy overachiever. Alice Kane? Alice Kane. Alice Kane is listed as Pepper Ann's rival. Yeah. I've got the Pepper Ann wiki open, too. Um, oh, there's a wiki. There's a wiki. Oh, Alice Kane. Oh, I remember not liking her. She refers to Pepper Ann as P.N., much to her chagrin. And I felt a shudder when I read that because that reminds me of people calling my mom Pat. Oh. Or do, do not ever call my mom Pat. Yeah. <laughs> she hates it. She is Patricia forever and always. Yep. Uh, um, okay, so you mentioned a slice of life, but I do have to read this little thing 
from the Wikipedia page. The show's plots were generally typical of the developing format that had risen out of federal uh, education and formative requirements. Pepperan is presented with a moral dilemma, chooses the wrong decision, faces the consequences, and learns a moral lesson. Yeah, I think that's another change that I would do, is to get it less formulaic. Well, but here's, here's the thing, though. A character having a moral dilemma and facing the consequences of the wrong decision is any story... Yeah, that's true. Like, the way they phrase it makes, like, ooh, this was a unique thing to Pepper Ann. Like, no, that's literally any show and any plot. Yeah. I, yeah, really, when you think about it, it's very typical of the 90s where it's just, like, hammer you over the head with the message. I'm not even saying the 90s. I'm saying, like, that, that's how storytelling works. Yeah. The, the Witcher can fall under the education information... <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing rumors of a Witcher anime, but now I'm almost like Witcher uh, animated kids TV series. <laughs> Geralt and friends. <laughs> Get a punk pop version of Cut, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. <laughs> Now, no, now I'm thinking of now I'm thinking of Saturday Morning Watchmen. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. Every every story has a moral dilemma. That's what you call a conflict. I took English classes. Yeah, I guess the whole thing was Pepper Ann makes the wrong decision more often, but at the same time, I'm like, she's thirteen. Well, she's 12. Well, yeah, 12. At the start. She probably yeah. has a birthday or two at, over the course of the series. Yeah. Um, I was going to take a page from the As Told by Ginger handbook, and, like, she does get older, and, she uh, like, the series would end when she graduates to high school, because I want this for middle schoolers. That is also watchable by anybody, but, like, this is slotted right in that perfect time. Time space on like YTV or uh, the Disney Channel, whatever iteration it is now up in Canada. I think it's still just called the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah, they dropped the pretenses, the CRTC. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but it's like the, the the Canadian versions of Disney and Disney XD show some different shows than the American ones. Because of CanCon requirements. Yeah. And I think I think it's the, that's the case in a lot of places. Like, if you watch... Well, okay, it's also... So here's a weird thing, is that I don't know if Canada actually gets the Disney Channel, because a lot of D Disney Channel stuff ends up on family. But we do get Disney XD. But there's a lot of Disney Channel shows that end up on Disney XD. Because remember, Disney XD is for cool boys who are cool boys. Yeah. So they're going to watch shows with cool boys. But that's in America. Because in Canada, we get the, like, the normal sitcoms that are geared more towards girls. So one time I was just letting Disney XD play in the background. It's like, you're watching Lab Rats. Coming up next, it's Jessie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's some sort of like packaging thing because cable companies are looking to bilk you of all your money. Well, it's also just being able to get certain broadcast rights yeah. uh, in different countries. So yeah. like I imagine if Family Channel has the broadcast rights for like 90% of the normal Disney Channel stuff, if the Disney wants to air the other 10% of the Disney Channel stuff, they'll just fold it into the Disney XD packaging and put it there. Or it's like some... 
In the UK, Doctor Who airs on Disney XD. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, because you would think BBC Kids has the right to Doctor Who, because they also made Sarah Jane Adventures, which is the children's spinoff for Doctor Who. Unless maybe, is BBC Kids not around anymore? Did Disney kill BBC Kids? <laughs> not enough taxes. Disney, BBC Kids closed in 2018. Oh. No reasoning for the closure was outlined in the statement. <laughs> the shadow of Mickey Mouse appears. <laughs> Better, it's a, one of those subtle consequences of Brexit and not having enough tax revenue anymore. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Oh my god, The Young Ones aired on BBC Kids. How? The Young Ones was like a Dadaist sitcom. Look, YTV used to air freaking Red Green. Yeah, okay, yeah, but Red Green had like a plot. Did it? <laughs> it had a it had a premise. <laughs> the young ones usually ended with all the characters dying and one of them eating a television. Yeah, that's bizarre. Was it like late night? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's in the same bracket as YTV airing Are You Being Served? <laughs> and yes, Minister. <laughs> anyway, Pepper Ann. <laughs> Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. She's her own biggest fan. Pepper Ann, she's like one in a million. <laughs> See, that's the reason Pepper Ann sticks with me so well, is because of the theme song. Yeah, that is a bop. It also, it also highlights another f uh, thing in the show, is that Pepper Ann usually has a lot of imagined spots. Yeah. Because it starts with like, so I was showing my mom the opening sequence because she could not remember Pepper Ann at all but she vaguely was like I'm sure I recognize the title but I have no idea what this is yeah and so I'm showing her the opening which it starts with like an idealized version of Pepper Ann she kind of looks like Wonder Woman and like she's being attacked by uh like island natives so that's uncomfortable uh and like she's like fighting with them and my mom's watching she's like oh is this like Power Rangers and I'm like no it's not even close and then it cuts and it's like Pepper Ann just fighting while wielding her teddy bear as a toy. Yeah. And then she goes to the closet and grabs her outfit and they're all identical. Yeah, because limited wardrobe. Yeah, I like I love when limited wardrobe eh, I love when limited wardrobe they they call attention to it. Yes. That is one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. When it comes to costuming your characters for animation like, I like that when they call attention to the limited wardrobe trope. I also like it when, you know, they actually change up the outfits. Like, it doesn't have to be the unlimited wardrobe. Not every show is Sailor Moon and all of your costumes are designed by um, Naoko Takuichi, who thought about going into fashion before she got into manga. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, of course she's going to give her characters various outfits, especially shoes. She really likes shoes. Um, but, like, Going to As Told by Ginger, like, give a realistic wardrobe. Yeah. But we should keep similar color schemes. Because yeah. Pepper Ann, like, the characters have iconic designs, and part of it is because of the outfits. Yeah. Pepper Ann's, her, what has she got? She's got a, a loose short sleeve purple tee, and then, like, a yellow skirt with green and orange polka dots, and yeah. teal tights. <laughs> yeah, that's, the skirt's pattern was supposed to be pineapple slices. Okay. Yeah. See, if we clean up the animation, we can actually show that a bit better. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Nikki Little, they don't have a full body picture of Nikki for some reason, but I know she had like, she was bearing her midriff and her sweater and she had like another sweater around her hips. Yeah. Very 90s. And it was mostly blue, I think. Yeah. And then Milo's got, so he's got a polo shirt that's orange on one side and yellow on the other and then shorts. And then he's got like a purple beanie. And I think it's supposed to be some kind of Rasta vibes going on with his dreadlocks. Um, but Milo's eyes and smile are always kind of just wonky. Yeah. Like, if this was a cartoon set in high school, everyone would be like, oh, Milo's blitzed out of his mind. <laughs> like, because you know, you know that emoji that came in, like, I think last year, and it's like, the, like, one eyebrow's up and one's down and the smile's kind of crooked? Yeah. That's Milo's constant expression. Yeah. And it's a little unnerving. <laughs> Milo can be the weird artsy kid without his model just being like a bunch of squiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another cleanup thing. And then Lydia uh, Pepper Ann's mom is very mom looking. I distinctly remember my own mother having the same haircut. Oh boy. Yeah. And big glasses. Now, the show is probably set in like the late 90s, but like I've seen some pictures of my mom from the early 90s, and oh boy, does she look like she's from the early 90s. <laughs> A lot of the fashion is extremely early 90s, and I really dig it. Yeah. Yeah, like I was wondering, should we like set it in the in the 2020s, but now I'm like, man. Set it, in, set it in modern day, but keep the fashion. Yeah. We'll we'll be trendsetters. And, like, fashion cycle anyway, so, like, we could go with a late 90s, early aughts look. Yeah. And also, just in cartoons, you want to have more dynamic outfits anyways. Yeah. I don't think people will be too perturbed if Pepper Ann walks in with her watermelon sliced shorts. Yes. No, I want watermelon. Hang on, let me search for water. Or no, what watermelon? Pineapple. Yeah, pineapple. Pineapple shorts. Let's see what shows up if I Google pineapple shorts. A lot of these are just board shorts with pineapple prints, which is fair. Yeah. Here's here's a better idea. Let's search for Pepper Ann cosplay, and see when they're cosplaying, they're not. They don't look like pineapple because who was supposed to know that these are pineapple slices? At best, they look like olives. Yeah, the whole pineapple thing was a definite uh, confirmed by God. Sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone drew uh, sexy teenage characters. Oh. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, no. She is perpetually 12? Oh, someone drew more realistic looking grown up characters. I prefer this. <laughs> okay. Because their sweaters aren't vacuum formed around their chests. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, someone drew Pepper Ann and Doug switching outfits. And you know what works for both of them? <laughs> um. You, you said you wanted to talk about Moose. Yes, because Moose is an interesting seven-year-old. Moose is trans, right? Trans or non-binary, for sure. Yeah, like, I I don't know if I actually knew Moose was technically Pepper Ann's little sister when I was watching the show. I think I found that out later in life. A lot of people thought that Moose was a boy. Well, and even... On the Pepper Ann wiki, it even says that a lot of people mistake Luce for a boy, including her uncle Remo, because of her deep voice and tomboyish behaviors, but Moose is never bothered by this. Yeah. So I think it's very easy to read that, oh, Moose is just a trans guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Moose can work as a nickname or, or 
yeah, whatever. Well, it could start because the the birth name is Margaret, and it can yeah. start as a nickname, and then Moose can just be like, "Can you just can you just call me Moose, like as my real given name?" Yeah, my for real for real name. Yeah, because like I can see Moose evolving from uh, Moose having issues pronouncing uh, his original name, and then it just becomes, "No, I'm Moose." Dang, it's a really common thing for kids to have nicknames that are just like their failed attempts at saying their own names. Yeah. Well, like, let's see. Stevie Nicks got her name because, like, her first name is Stephanie. But as a little kid, she had issues saying Stephanie. And I can see that happening because, like, I distinctly remember in kindergarten grade one when we were learning our letters and how to pronounce stuff and all that and, like, bigger words... Um, what my teacher, what one of my teachers would do is she would hand us out all these like cheap little mirrors and then we would say certain sounds and we got to see like how our lips and tongue and like the shape all work because like that's actually kind of hard for little kids to learn. Yeah. I remember doing a similar exercise in elementary school, but it was kind of like the opposite where uh, the teacher would like... Try and pronounce this list of words without moving your lips. Now do it without moving your tongue. Now do it without touching your teeth or any stuff like that. Yeah. It was to show like, oh yeah, certain sounds, you have to use these parts of the mouth for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My little cousins do have issues pronouncing my name because there's a big chunk of consonants. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Right in the middle of my name. Lidinzinzinzini. Close enough. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I got called like Lenny and Linz for a long time. Couldn't quite get that. Would it be a diphthong in the middle of my name? Or I don't know what a diphthong is. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm probably using the word wrong anyway because uh, we're not linguists. Wasn't there an outbreak of diphthongs in Alaska one time? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, um, it does take a while for all children to learn the, I guess, phonetics of any given language. Yeah. Yeah. Probably why so many Margarets are named Maggie and Peggy. Yeah. Where'd Peggy even come from? There's not even a P in here. Uh, Peggy, I think, is a weird Scottish thing anyway. And, okay, the whole dick... Nickname for Richard, that's because, like, way back in the day, CH would have been pronounced, like, more like a T. And then it got turned into a D, because because it's originally a German thing. And CH in German, unless you got a T in front of it, is pronounced, like, either a really hard H or, like, a K sound, almost. Or a T sound. It's, it's again, weird. Fascinating. Yeah. So one of the very special episodes could be Moose picking his name. Yeah. Because at some point, at some point, the mom's going to be like, okay, Moose, we like, we can, we can do the pronouns. We can call you Moose. But I, I feel like you picking your legal name as, as Moose at the age of seven is something you might grow out of. Can we please pick a, a normal new name for you? Yeah. And then just call you Moose anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, many a person at the DMV is going to look at you weird. You would have to explain it almost like how in The Outsiders, Ponyboy has to explain his name. <laughs> Though in that case, Ponyboy and Soda Pop were their dad's dad's idea. Ah. Wait, those are their real names? 
Yeah, those were their real legal names. I've never read The Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> read it in middle school. And we loved it. But yeah, Pony Boy and Soda Pop are not nicknames. Oh no. Okay, so here's what it is. So Pepper Ann is reading The Outsiders in cl- for class. And then and then Moose gets a hold of it. And is like, ah, oh, sweet. I can change my name to, to Pony Boy. And his mom just goes, nope. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay, I'll change it to Soda Pop. Please, stop. <laughs> yeah. Can I please just call you, like, Michael or Jonathan? Or M- Morley! Nick? Can I call you Nick? Can I call you Jeff? Well, I'll, I'll even, like, the one with the G-E-O-F-F. The weird Jeff. <laughs> and Moose is there like, nope, I'm Pony Boy, and you can call me Moose. And Mom's like, no, you're making it worse. Do you know what it's going to be like when you try to get your passport? Mom, please, you've known me for seven years. Do you think I'm ever going to end up with a passport? (laughs) Mother, can you see me traveling outside the country legally? (laughs) I'm going to hitchhike my way to the Canadian border and then sneak through by a mountain pass. And befriend a bear. <laughs> here's the thing, Moose. Moose wasn't just a tomboy. I remember Moose being distinctly weird. Yes. <laughs> there were quite a Moose wasn't the only weird character, but Moose was like that weird combo of tomboy and being very mature for their age, which is a bit weird, and just being into interesting things. Yeah. And also being really good at skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say, like, that was a whole late 90s thing, because, like... Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> if it was an extreme sport, it was cool! <laughs> <laughs> Pepper Ann is a secret unlockable character in the next Tony Hawk game. <laughs> And and on top of that, like, as she goes to school, first off, she rollerblades to school. Yeah. And she stops to go into the arcade for a little bit, too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how of our era can we make this? Pep- the Fortnite episode of Pepper Ann. <laughs> <laughs> I think the kids are going back to League of Legends. The kids were on League of Legends? Oh, no. I thought they were just Minecraft going back and forth between Minecraft and Fortnite. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the children are doing nowadays. We understand youth culture. <laughs> hey, our, our high school reunion's coming up. Is it? I still haven't heard anything about that. I've received well, no invitation. Yeah. Watch it happen the same week we're going to an anime convention. Yeah. Theoretically, it's happening. We'll have our own high school reunion. Yeah. Ten years! This feeling, it's weird, because, like, I feel very young at heart, but then there are times when I'm like, holy fuck, I'm almost 30. It's fine. Yeah. This is fine. (laughs) The opening, another thing in the opening is that, much like The Simpsons, it has a different ending each time. Yeah. Because it ends with Pepper Ann kind of slinking underneath her desk after being shown that she's late, and then she finds just a random object. Yeah. 
Um, it starts with five bucks for, I think, the first couple of episodes, and then they're like, you know what, let's do a Simpsons thing. Yeah, the ver- so the fifth episode, ooh, a bicentennial quarter. And then she finds various things such as a mood ring. A mood ring is the one attached to like, the theme song that you can find on YouTube if you Google it. Uh, she's also found Mardi Gras beads, <laughs> a gold tooth, and a French poodle. Huh. Just a whole ass French poodle. Yeah. There is an article on the AV Club this lambasting the latest winner of the Kennel Club dog show for being just like in a genetic abomination uh, poodle, French poodle bred in a lab that defeated just this really nice golden retriever. All dogs are good dogs. It's the people who breed them. All dogs go to heaven except for the class traitors in Paw Patrol. God, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the people who were talking about about it are parents of young children and are like, I've only ever watched like maybe 15 minutes of this. I didn't know that there was a whole class thing going on. Well, it's because they're cops and just goes into the whole cop propaganda stuff. Yeah. I would I would like to think that the kids watching Paw Patrol have no concept of any, uh, uh, I was going to say subatomic, subliminal messaging. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't like, even think most of those people are really thinking about the full message behind what they're producing. Yeah. They're just looking at all of the money that they're making. Exactly. L- listen, my younger cousins, I don't know if they still watch Paw Patrol, but they definitely did at some point, and I don't think it affected their behavior in any way, because on the one hand, yes, one of them did scream chases on the case before launching a solid brick of plastic in his shape across the room and into the head of their sibling. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they would do that with any toy. Yeah. If they just so happened to be holding a PJ Masks toy instead, they would shout the catchphrase of, I don't know, Owlette, and then commit assault. Yeah. I'm, I have done many a horrible thing to my brother when he was young. I think I thoroughly traumatized him with this one annoying thing I did when I was nine. And Were you he pushed was... him down the stairs? Nope. Um, I won't talk about it here. I'll talk about it after the thing, but yeah, it's... Oh no, it's it's so bad we can't even immortalize it in the podcast. <laughs> I know he listens to it. I don't know if he remembers it now, but I used to go like, Teddy, and start like hugging him and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and be real creepy about it. <laughs> like not bad creepy, just, you know, treating just him like a teddy bear. your eyes go wide and you stop blinking and you stare directly into his soul. <laughs> Hello, kitty, let's play a game. (laughs) You cut to Ryan, age two. Oh, fuck, I have to leave. He was freaked out by all of my porcelain dolls. (laughs) You had porcelain dolls? Yeah. Look, I, I read, like, The Little Princess and was so impressed with, uh, Sarah Cruz doll Emily that I'm like, I must have my own. I'm just thinking of one of our friends whose sister collected Japanese ball-jointed dolls. (laughs) And one time he was playing and bumped the wall and the entire display fell on top of them and he thought they were going to eat him. (laughs) 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 The things we do to our siblings. I never had a sibling. 
Yeah, you missed out on that. If I did, I probably would have pushed them down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did bite that one girl. Yeah, it was the... But she deserved it. She did deserve it, because she was being nasty. It was supposed to be like the buddy system where the third graders, the fifth graders, or whoever graders, they help out the kindergartners, and she was pushing me because I was walking too slow, so I bit her. Good. And then the school was like, Tanner has to write a letter of apology for biting a child. And my mother heard my side of the story, and she calls me like, actually, the bitten child must apologize for causing herself to become bitten. <laughs> like, yeah, there's uh, avoiding victim blaming, but then there's like, you kind of had it coming. Oh, shit. Nanachka Khan wrote some episodes for Pepper Ann. Oh, wow. Nanachka Khan is the show. She was the showrunner for Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, and now she was the showrunner for Fresh Off the Boat. Awesome. So that's, it's kind of wild what you find when you start digging through people's credits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the other weird character I would like to bring up just briefly is the one kid who is Pink Eye. And that's his whole character trait. Yeah, Peter Pink Eye Pete Ogilvy. For those of you who somehow do not know what Pink Eye is, it is also known as conjectivitis, and it's what happens when you touch your eye after you don't wash your hands. Oi. Well, I also heard that like there's this one version where you almost get a sunburn on your eyes, which is just as frightening. And it's also used for like a reddening of the eyes when uh, you have allergies, like my brother did. This bitch always has pink eye. He's also I'm concerned because he's wearing he's wearing a shirt that's too like a size too small for him. Yeah. This entire character is distressed. Can we remove this character entirely? Can we yes. please banish Pete to the Shadow Realm? <laughs> I'm just... uncomfortable looking at this child. I don't think he is a child. Just everything that could be wrong is wrong. Like, I'm more comfortable with, like, Pigpen from the Peanuts. Yo, how come so many characters in this show are bearing their midriff? I think it was an artistic choice. That's a weird artistic choice. Yeah, they don't need to be bearing their midriff. They are very young children. Well, they're older children, but, like, they're still children. There's also, there's Pepper Ann's crush, Craig Bean, who I don't want to say he has white people dreads, but based on the art, he really looks like he has white people dreads. Yeah. Also, he has races, but he's still Pepper Ann's crush, so I think that's nice. Yeah. I've never had braces, so I don't know the... uh, I've only heard tale of what they were like. I have I a mean, retainer. Bra- braces are fine. They're a pain to manage, but they're fine. But I'm just thinking, like, often in children's cartoons, the people with braces, they're like, oh, you should talk like this, and you're weird nerdy people, because cool people don't have braces. Only nerds have braces. Half of the kids in my middle school had braces. Yeah, that's why I, I like that Craig, who's supposed to be, the, like, the hot stuff crush material, has braces. Yeah. He's cool. He has a garage band. <laughs> in eighth grade. That's um that's a go-getter. So it's I just like that the cool kid has braces. Yeah. So the one other thing that I remember very vividly from Pepper Ann was that they had a whole episode dedicated to twelve angry men. Yes. They had very interesting choices when it came to the parental bonus stuff. Yeah, like it was I don't it was called One Angry Woman. I think it was like one of the few focus episodes that was all about Lydia. Yeah, that's the mom. 
because basically she lives her she leaves her sister in charge when she goes to jury duty. Yeah. And so Pepperen has to try and take responsibility because Lillian isn't. Meanwhile, Lydia is basically is stuck in a twelve angry men situation, but instead of a murder, it's someone spitting on a camera. <laughs> yeah, I think murder is a little too heavy. There were death episodes in Pepper Ann, but no one ever got straight up murdered. Yeah. Yeah, there was one episode where Pepper Ann was asked to give a eulogy for a neighbor who uh, wasn't particularly nice, and she couldn't really find anything good to say about her. <laughs> Just wh- What was it that they said one time in Schitt's Creek? Just sing Danny Boy? <laughs> <laughs> First episode, there was actually a reference to Phantom of the Opera, which is a very 90s thing as well. It, it was all about zits, and Pepper was worried that her one zit would lead to massive amounts of acne. She would have to wear a mask like the Phantom. <laughs> you know, the good version of the Phantom. With the full mask? Yeah. So, to be fair to Andrew Lloyd Webber, the reason why they went with a half mask was because the it was interfering with the mic for the singer. And that is the only time we will be fair to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, that was a legitimate production choice. Everything else, I'm like, what the fuck is up with you, Andy? <laughs> I'm still not quite over Cats. I'll never be over Cats. Cats is love, Cats is life. Is there anything else you can think of to add? Because I feel like we're just saying, hey, just do it again. Yeah, just revamp it for a new... Audience, I was thinking going a bit more, you know, obvious with LGBTQ stuff because, like, your early teen years is the prime time for you to be questioning yourself. Yeah. Who? Okay, we've really been slacking on bicon of the week. Pepper Ann is a bicon for various reasons. She just screams not straight. Um, I I would argue that Nikki is as well. Yeah. If. Listen, if if you have ever worn a sweater around your hips, like, with the arms tied together, you're not straight. Which I have. Those are the rules. Yeah. Do Pepper Ann and Nikki get together at the end? <laughs> Why not? Yes. So yeah, we, we definitely have a lot more queer content. Um, I think it would be a bit too obvious to make Aunt Janie a butch lesbian, but... But we could... We could have not other. We can have a variety, a whole spectrum of lesbians. Yes. There's also Pepper Ann's dad, who like so because Pepper Ann is a child of divorce. Yes. But her parents, much like the Weekenders, her parents are pretty pretty animical. Yeah. We could say that her dad is gay. Yeah. That's the divorce. Yeah, and you know, people sometimes don't realize what they are until later in life. Exactly. Which is completely valid. Not everybody knows exactly who they are at five. And some people do. And his name is Moose. (laughs) (laughs) Moose finds a way to get business cards printed. (laughs) Yeah, especially back in the 90s when you would have to go to like Vista Print or Staples. Just starts handing them around school and they just say, Moose Pearson, skater boy. (laughs) He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. God damn. We need more more nostalgia for the aughts. Like, not in the, oh, it was such a great time. It's more like, no, pop culture was actually pretty good. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel like we're going to start uh, edging into that now that we're in the 20s. Yeah. Like, I like 80s aesthetic and all that, but 80s nostalgia is like, mm. Over it. Yeah. Like, you know what? The 2000s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is way better than the 80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As, from what I've heard, pretty much all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles iterations are better than the 80s one. Yeah. But I think we've kind of exhausted our ideas for Pepper Ann. Yeah. So if that's the case, uh, we're going to quickly head to the arcade while we go to a friendship promo. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Is that that girl from gym class? No, that's me. Ew. Who is she? And why does she have her own song? <laughs> Ooh, I found a light bulb. <laughs> Wait, do you actually have a light bulb just sitting on your table? Yeah, Ryan changed a light. Okay, good for him. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I'm on Twitter at LindsayM476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced Ooh, Maracas! <laughs> and you can find this... <clears throat> And you can find this very podcast on Instagram at Not If I Reboot You First. First, that's um, all one word. And the hashtag that we use is N-I-I-R-Y-F. And that is pronounced Curse You Wandering Minstrels. <laughs> you can also email us at Not If I Reboot You First. You can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, or your favorite 90s fashion trends that you want to come back. You could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea, because we like being surprised. If you'd like to support us directly, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash first. We can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shout-out for all our patrons, including Charlie and Cassidy. Thanks, Charlie and Cassidy. You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, aka Pachoon. Her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music if it's done for your own. <clears throat> also, just one other thing. This was a People's Choice episode, and nor so this will be old news by the time this episode comes out, but we used to only ever do People's Choice stuff through the Patreon, but since we've kind of been getting diminishing returns in terms of people voting on the subject and we wanted to, like, expand stuff, since it's, <laughs> we're, like, we understand that people can't afford to be patrons of everything, but, like, since we're only at two patrons right now, it kind of just felt weird. Yeah. So we're now going to be doing the People's Choice polls on our Twitter account instead. And I'm pretty sure by the time this episode comes out that the People's Choice that we just put up will have ended already. But this is just for future reference, that uh, check our Twitter, follow it, keep track. 
we'll like reblog stuff so that people get a chance to vote. It doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And yeah, that's that. That's our update. We also might be changing some other stuff with our Patreon going forward. We're gonna have to figure that out. This is still a work in progress. Well, this will always be a work in progress. Yeah. And un- until we get like a million dollars a month from Spotify. <laughs> Anyways, Lindsay. Tanner. Would you like a hint for next week? Why, yes, I would. So remember when I mentioned that Alaska had that diphthong outbreak? Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to send out some sled dogs to help bring all of that serum back home. Yep. So we'll be um, mushing forward with that next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Like, at some point, the solar flare is going to hit us and finally uh, destroy Twitter. Just Twitter. Yeah. No, Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. Yeah, there you go. There. No, it won't, won't affect any actual humans or anything in the environment. It's just going to get Twitter. <laughs> Burn it all to the ground.